This episode is brought to you by my good friends at Huzo. Huzo is an acronym for human sound. Huzo delivers uniquely enhanced human toning sounds through headphones as well as through pads placed on your major acupuncture meridians on your body, which are your wrist and your ankles, thereby introducing a specific modulated frequency that are balancing and harmonizing throughout your body. One session takes about 30 minutes, and during that time, a strange series of tones create a natural resonance in your body that Huzo claims counteracts the harmful EMFs, toxins, and stresses you are exposed to during the day or just normal living, all while balancing the body, leaving you with a clear head, improved health, better sleep, and the feeling of calmness and well-being. You can try one at www.thisishuzo.com slash rebel. Use the code rebel25 to save $25. The folks at Huzo even have a great payment solution for you with terms up to 12 months. Check it out. I highly recommend this machine. It has changed my life and calmed me out. Thank you and enjoy this episode. A lot of our biggest excuse that we make that I'm too, that I'm too busy. I mean, we always feel busy. We can lots of obstacles we can use for that, but I think most of the time what it means is I'm too busy to work out like I used to. And we we're being stubborn and we're not moving the bar from when we were in our 20s to what makes sense for us right now. Welcome to the Rebel Health Coach Podcast with Tom Underwood. Armed with truth and knowledge, your journey to a healthy lifestyle can be obtained. Preventative wellness, quality nourishment, and daily fitness routines dramatically improve your outlook on life as a whole. And you'll find the support and info you need to accomplish a healthier lifestyle here. Together, we can empower each other along our journey to an amazing you. Well, it's episode 97. Happy September. And today's guest is Chad Austin. Chad is a personal trainer, speaker, and owner of Priority Fitness in Overland Park, Kansas. Priority Fitness's name was inspired by the best-selling book, Make Fitness a Priority, How to Win the Fight Against Your Excuses. Chad was inspired to focus his speaking and writing on long-term health after seeing so many people reach their short-term fitness goals only to fall back into bad habits. Chad is passionate about helping people who can't find time for fitness to learn how to stop making excuses so that they can make it a priority in their lives. He expertly helps steer people away from the desire of instant gratification and helps them make changes that lead to long-term fitness, not just temporary success. I hope you enjoy this episode and that you have a fantastic September. Welcome to the Rebel Health Coast podcast today, Chad. How are you? Oh, thanks. Thanks for having me. Good? Good. 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 I'm glad. I'm glad to have you here. It's been a while since I've talked to a fitness person or a personal trainer type. And uh, I always look forward to it because that's been part of my journey. Is, is personal training mm-hmm. and not, I don't teach personal training, but I've worked with a lot of trainers in my journey and I also become a gym rat and uh, so much so it's almost an addiction to, to a point. Right. It's a good, I mean, it's at least it's a healthy addiction. That could be, could be worse. It could be pints and chunky monkey. <laughs> all right. Well, first of all, I want to say I, I was looking through Instagram, your Instagram account on Sunday as I was reading your book and, uh, I want to congratulate you on your reach, recent engagement here. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's about just uh, just recently it happened. And she asked you. Uh, yes, she did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were uh, we. I just got done a idea a world fitness conference. Uh, unfortunately, we were virtual this year, but I just got done spending the whole weekend doing that, and we we're going out to have a picnic and we were stopping to get some wine first because she said we were celebrating. And the, the whole time there, I was, I was in my head, like, what are we celebrating? I was afraid that maybe I forgot something important. I was going to be in trouble. Uh, but she, uh, she had read a toast 
that she wrote before we started, and it was a proposal. Anyway, we we both met in Toastmasters uh, about seven or eight years ago, and we've been together about four. So, but it was a it was a nice surprise, and so it's been one of those nice surprises that's come from uh, COVID. Oh, awesome! That's awesome. That, yeah, that's good. It's out of COVID. Yeah, I, <laughs> I need to get back to Toastmasters. It's a great group, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, I'm sure they're not doing meetups yet. But uh, we've been virtual still for. Uh, we we never really missed the beat. I don't think we missed okay. one meeting since we just kind of went on virtual. And so I think it's going to end up being a good thing because we'll be a hybrid model uh, once we're able to meet in person again. And so it's really helped oh, us cool. grow. That's and good. So it's been and you know communicating just like we're doing now through podcasts. That uh, uh, that's a skill the communicators got to learn too. So it's uh, it's kind of I think it's going to and then it's going to be uh, something that makes Toastmasters even better. One thing I enjoy most about interviewing health and wellness folks like yourself is finding about their personal journey into this health and wellness space. For the listeners and for me, because I really, I researched you a little bit. It was hard to find a lot on you other than the books in the gym. And who is Chad Austin? How did you get into this niche of personal training? Yeah, uh, well... Chad Austin, uh, I'm a personal trainer. I've been in personal training for 15 years now. Um, but uh, like you, I was always a gym rat and a college athlete. And so I was always exercising and everything myself. But uh, personal training was actually a second career of mine. I was a PE teacher and wrestling coach, strength conditioning coach for three years. And I kind of stumbled across personal training and it just ended up being a better fit for me. And so for the last 15 years I've been doing that in Kansas City here. And uh, four years ago, I or uh, in 2010, I started my own business as a personal trainer away from a gym with my own business. And uh, I opened Priority Fitness about five years ago. We're on our fifth year right now. And so it's I've uh, definitely evolved over the years as uh, more of a voice of fitness and, and uh, not just uh, a fitness professional, but more of a fitness leader. Nice, so nice. And where did you go to college at? Uh, Pittsburgh State University here in uh, it's a Division okay. Two uh, school here in okay. Kansas. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. here we are, Chad. COVID nineteen's hit. Many folks are still unable to go to the gym yet, or they stopped going during lockdown and have had a real struggle getting back at that habit. Which is why I'm glad we're doing this today because moving forward, we, you know, working out builds the immune system. So we really need to work out and uh, Mm -hmm. we need to move our bodies. But a large portion of the people in this period of, you know, the health of their, the health has taken its toll on people just because of, you know, First of all, it's stressed. You're stressed. You're working from home. You're not used to working from home. And so stress is a biggie for weight gain and eating. But, mm-hmm. you know, the society, like we now we have like COVID curves. We have all these nicknames like pandemic pounds and <laughs> quarantine 15. But how do we get people back to the gyms that are? Like, I get this question a lot. Hey, Tom, how do I get started again? What do I got to do? Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, well, the, the, the nicknames, and unfortunately, uh, social media can be ruthless <laughs> to, to people at times. All the, all the nicknames have came out for, uh, for those people that use those. But I think uh, really the main reason all this has happened is just because we've had such a, a big change. And so we were forced into isolation. COVID had made most of us have a home quarantine for a while. Our business gyms were closed. And so we had to adapt. And whenever there's a big change in life, um, a lot, I mean, if we don't adapt to the change, until we adapt to the change, we're going to be, we're going to lose balance. And uh, normally always what loses balance first, what, fall, what fails first is our fitness. And so like, uh, uh, this has happened several times over the years where I've had clients that have been in and out of my schedule. So I've helped them get great results. And then uh, maybe they've, they've gone on their own for a while, but then they've 
they've come back to me because they've lost results. They want me to help them get back on track. And every time it's because something big has happened in their life. And so whether they, maybe they went from uh, college to their first big job, or they went from their first big job to a first big promotion or to a relationship, to a marriage and kids. So every time there's a big change in their life, good or bad, that's been that's been the 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 cause of their weight gain or their or them losing their fitness level, uh, and so and this one is a huge one. And so people, I mean, people are having to deal with so many things. They're having to deal with uh, the gym being closed and having to work out at home. So having to make that adaption, but then also having to worry about having all the stress and having to worry about their businesses whether their businesses are going to make it. And then and then many of them having to become teachers and homeschool their kids at the same time. And so there's so many things going on. And uh, and I mean it's a lot to it's a lot to adapt to, and so it makes total sense. I mean it's a perfect storm for people to fall off track of their fitness. And so I would, I mean, it, and really it, it's when people people struggle right now. All you have to do is just kind of regroup and get back on track. And so anyone that's lost, I think the first step is the is stop beating yourself up for it. That's the first step. Everyone that's listening that's gone through this and. Is struggling with this that they've gained 15 pounds over the last six months when we've been home. Uh, don't beat yourself up for it. And now you just have to come up with a new plan. And so the new plan, it may not include a gym you get to go to every day, or it may, it may include you having to come up with a whole different schedule because uh, you don't have as much time as you used to. You may be at home, but you may be working from home and you may also be a homeschool teacher right now too. And so things have changed and we just have to adapt to it and find out how fitness fits in your life now. Okay. Now, I, I, before we dive in further to this, making health a priority or making fitness a priority, sorry. You know, I've been in this weight loss or health coaching business a long time. And my journey was one where I was very heavy and was diagnosed with the disease and had to lose I had to lose the weight or stay on medication. And I chose not to stay on the medication, but there are there are many predators in this weight loss market with mm-hmm. quick fix supplements and gadgets making they're making millions off consumers that want to lose the pounds and get healthy. But you and I both know there's no quick fix for this long term for for this for this thing this weight loss and mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on some i mean cuz if you watch i don't i don't watch tv i haven't turned my tv on in 2 years but i know when i did there was always these weight loss commercials especially around the new year and now so probably more than right now with covid you know cuz preying on the the quarantine 15 yeah i mean there, in my mind, there is no quick fix for weight loss because if you do it quickly, it's going to come back just as quickly. Yeah, yeah. All the the quick fixes. Uh, I, I, there's an alarming stat I found out a while back that I always use it. Most a lot of most people in the U.S. But like I know, fifty percent of Americans, almost like forty nine percent of Americans, go on a diet during okay. the year. But like most people lose lose weight and put it back on two or three times during the year. And so with most people, I think that would probably be something that resonates with them. That's their story. Uh, and the problem is, is because, uh, I mean, we're, we're always attracted to instant gratification. And so that is a fight I think that fitness professionals are battling with right now. It's the fight between our desire for our clients to get long-term success and our clients' desire for instant gratification. They so badly... Want to look and feel better, and and uh, there's so many like you like you said, there's so many weight loss scams and so many predators out there. Every day, there's a new there's there are more and more weight loss products. There's a weight loss ads. There's a um, whether it be TV commercials or uh, Facebook ads or celebrity endorsed products. There's they're all over the place and promising quick results with little or no work on the part of the consumer. And so when it comes to that and you want results so bad, even the smartest person's judgment is going to get clouded um, when it comes to these things. And so, I mean, I'm not... If, if you're listening and you've fallen for some of these products, again, don't beat yourself up because I've done it too. I've, I've fallen for so many scams um, because I've wanted fast results. And it, it's just... Uh, it's easy to fall for it. But you just have to know, like, like he said, there's no quick fixes. 
And uh, anything that you you can't see yourself doing long term, then you're only going. It's only going to be temporary results. And so it's got to be something that you can see yourself doing for a long time if it's going to work. And so, but like you said, with the the predators that are out there, I mean, uh, I feel like um, just if 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 you want to have an easy example, just think of the last time you went and got groceries, and when you were standing in line at the checkout aisle, just the magazine headlines that pop oh, out yeah, yeah. on, on yeah. the sides. All of them are about weight loss. It's like not only weight loss, but extremely fast weight loss that are they're promising no work on your part. Like you won't have to change your diet. You won't have to work out. Within a week, you'll get these results. I mean, kind of things. And uh, it's like a subliminal message to us that that we need, uh, need their product. But yeah, like you said, uh, there's no quick right. fixes. So it's more about changing something that you can keep doing long-term. So let's dive into one thing that I want to get before we move into the fitness aspect of it is this, this scale. Because one of the things I, with my clients, I try and tell them not to worry about the scale as much. So yeah. in your book, you mentioned a list of things that the scale won't fit, tell you. Mm. Can we yeah. go through those? Yeah. And, you know, I think uh, part of the reason I uh, did that because I got so tired of seeing all the before and after pictures <laughs> or pictures of feet on right. the scale. If you, go, if you go through Facebook, if, you, if you're looking for anything fitness, you're going to see so many before and after pictures and pictures of people's feet on, on, on a scale uh, and, and the picture. And it's just, and, and it just, it's always. I mean, you can lose you can lose weight really fast, but it doesn't mean it's going to stay off. It's you know, there's easy way to manipulate the scale. Uh, but what I started doing, trying to discourage that mindset about it being all about the scale. I mean, part of most people's goal is weight loss, but you can't only focus on that because then you it you, it won't be long term success. Uh, but what I started doing is instead of focusing on the scale and thinking about weight loss and, and doing my testimonials where it was weight loss, I started changing my testimonials that I would share with people to about what people have gained. And so, it, so a lot of my client testimonials was all about what have you gained since you made fitness a priority? And so we started talking about... So the list I had... Uh, it was, uh, well, your clothes fitting better. And so some things that you can just, you can just tell... There's some things that you get that you don't see just from the number dropping on the scale could be how much how much more muscle you've gained, how much your clothes fit better, how much more energy you have. Uh, it could be that you started your fitness journey with a lot of back pain or knee pain or upper back stiffness just because you've been sitting in an office chair all day and you've gotten way more range of motion. You're not as stiff, you've got more energy, you're less stressed, you're more hydrated, so you don't have headaches anymore. Uh, you name it. There's so many things that the scale doesn't tell you. And so I'm just trying to change people's mindsets. So they're not just just focusing on the number on the scale and focusing on the whole big picture. Yep. That's good. Because it, it does it is true that you you'll start to sleep better, you'll start to have more energy, you're going to feel it. And then what the, the reward is when people start noticing and say, wow, what are you doing? You know? Mm-hmm. Instead of the scale, because yeah. if you keep getting on the scale, you, you're gonna. It's. I like to throw the. I mean, I get on the scale every once in a while just to see, just for a check. But, you know, it's how your clothes fit. It's how you feel, and you know. Yeah. We get attached to right. the number, and so and I I know that so well because I've, I've been there. I was a wrestler in oh, college, yeah. and so I was always on weight. I was on a weight loss thing all the time, and so uh, weighing myself was ha- common daily practice for so many years for me because of through high school and college. Um, and so I, we get attracted to the number on the scale and we know what we know what weight we're at when our clothes fit the best, when we really feel fit. And so it's it's really about changing our mindset about what we mean what we mean fit is and and uh, and getting away from just that number and focus and starting to focus on all the other gains and all the other rewards we get. From making fitness a priority yeah. in our life, and so it, it takes—it's—it's it's a practice that takes time. It's not something you can just relearn overnight. But all thoughts can be relearned, and so that—that's an important thing. If you—if you're someone that is, just, you know, you're—you know, you just you the the number on the scale means too much to you right now. Just know that it is something that can change. You can change that thought process, and you'll be much happier for it. But uh, it—it takes some—it takes right. some work. Yeah, as a wrestler, you would know that because you got what do you have to. You 
before a tournament or you had to lose like five, 10 pounds to get to, to make weight, right? Yeah, I've I've lost ten pounds on a wrestling practice before. I mean, it can it can. I know how fast that number can change. Uh, but you got you have to think logically, right. and, not, and not just by that. You have to know that what's long term and what's just temporary, temporarily making you feel good. Well, I really enjoyed this book uh, because it, it 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 you hit home pretty heavy in here for a lot of people, and I and I enjoyed that book the book immensely, and. How did this book come about? And then how do we take fitness and make it a priority in our busy world that we live in? Uh-huh. So this you read the 30 tips. Right. Right. That was the yeah, 30 tips. So that was the one that came about during COVID, actually. And so um, because there's something we wanted to be able to, you know, you felt helpless as a of a leader of any profession and of a community. So we wanted to do something to help. And uh, so our, our our thirty tips to my uh, Jesse Kepka, she's the owner of Elevate Fitness that trains at my studio here also. And uh, every Saturday we give a free workout to our fitness community, which people can join live. If uh, joining us, uh, well, I'll, we'll tell you at the end. But you can join. This is a virtual workout now, so you can join wherever you are. You can join our Saturday morning uh, Make Fitness a Priority community. But uh, at the we started to give tips on the Saturday workout because we wanted it to be more than just people coming to the workout. We wanted to give more. And so we started to try to, in the middle of our workout, just giving a trainer tip. And so it was our plan just to, you know, with the idea that when you, when you try to change too many things at once, you end up changing nothing. Right. And so it was, and that's what a lot of people fall. That's a trap a lot of people fall into. So we wanted to just give a two or three minute tip want just one tip that could be a takeaway. And if we figure if if people come keep coming back and every two or three times they, they take away a tip and they use it in their lives, then it'll be worth it. And so the 30 tip book that that you just read, that was uh that's just uh 30 of our favorite tips we've run done over the last year and we put into a book. And so right now you can get it on Amazon for 99 cents. Uh, but the paperback copy we're using as a fundraiser here in Kansas City, and so it goes to the the Love Fund for Children, and so help, and so it's a it's for a cause oh, nice. right now, and so our our books, and so yeah, so it's something we were able to do to get back the original book, um, make fitness a priority. So the one you just read, that's actually the third book, and it's kind of become a series, but make fitness a priority. Um, so I know you said you liked the title when you read it because it, it kind of the title hints that it's long term success. Uh, but what I, the when I knew I was going to write the book, what I did was I, I did an online poll, and so I just asked as many people as I could the, the question. I asked, "What are your top priorities in life?" And so I, I know you would say fitness is one of them, being a per- personal trainer. But you would, but also I've kind of steered you toward that. But what do you think most the the top answers were from the crowd when I asked, "What are your top priorities in life?" I, nobody, nobody answers fitness. <laughs> right? No, no. The top answers were always. Uh, family and career, um, and faith was a popular answer. But of all the people that I took it online, nobody said health and fitness. And so I was just floored by that. And I started, and I, this was four years ago, my first book. And so I've done a lot of research from since then. But I've learned, I learned that the reason no one says fitness is because in our minds, fitness is always the thing we're going to get to later because we're too busy now. So we use all the obstacles and challenges that we have in our life as excuses to put fitness off until later. So normally being, I'm too busy or I'm too, I'm too tired. I, I travel all the time for work or I have kids at home. My kids have activities every other night of the week or my gym's closed. I can't get to the gym right now. So we keep up coming up with all these excuses. And the problem with that way of thinking is that that magical day we're waiting on when we're going to get to fitness later is never actually going to come. Because we're never going to run out of excuses that we could use to validate skipping our workout or validate going through the drive. And so what I realized was that if I were to change the question, if I were to ask people, so I've done a lot of talks since then, and I've asked people and I've found out if I, if, I mean, my goal as a speaker is not to convince people that eating right and exercising is important because everyone knows those things. I, I mean, everyone knows the value of those things. What my goal is as a speaker when I speak to public is to help people realize that even though they're busy and have all these obstacles that you can use as excuses, they can still make fitness a priority in their life right now. And if they choose to do that, 
all the other priorities in their life will be even better. And so it's just something that helping people realize that they're, even though they're busy, they can still make fitness a priority just like they do their family, their career, their faith, and everything else in their life. That's great. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you frustrated with understanding your recent lab work? Does your primary care physician say your labs are normal, but you still feel sick? Yeah, I've been there. I know that feeling. In my approach, when working with clients, my only concern is to achieve optimum results for you. I truly believe in a test-don't-guess philosophy and getting to the root cause of dysfunction in the body, which is why I created this free lab tracker report so that you can fully understand your lab results and start to feel exceptional again. To get my free lab tracker report, text REBEL to 66866. When you download my free lab tracker, you will finally understand how to decipher your optimal ranges for your lab work, why you aren't feeling well, even though your lab work is normal, which lab results actually matter. The truth about this will actually shock you. No more wondering what all those numbers actually mean. My free lab tracker helps you understand the results of your lab evaluations so that you can take action toward better health starting today. It will be a relief when you get it and no longer have to wonder what all those numbers actually mean. So, download my free lab tracker right now and take the first step to optimal health. Text REBEL to 66866. Again, that's REBEL to 66866. Enjoy the rest of the show. How do we get people to that point? I mean, people who are just beginning or coming off of COVID and getting back at it. What are some of your things to get people to the point of making this a habit and, and a priority versus coming up with excuses? I'm too busy. I've got, oh, wait a minute. I can't go tonight because I got to get this done. You know, how do, mm-hmm. how do you, with your clients and the people that you motivate and teach and, and coach, how do you get that? How do we get that into their minds? Yeah. Well, uh, first off, I'll, I'll say that, you know, uh, all of us. I mean, I, I have these books basically because I've made every excuse there is myself. And so that's, what, that's how I can know how to talk about it. And so just like you have, I mean, I, I have a personal trainer myself and I've had a personal trainer for a long time now. And, so, and I, I would uh, have a tough time without it. And so as my life has changed and as I've gotten busier with the gym and everything and I have more responsibilities, it can be harder at times when I'm busy to take a break and go work out. And I can, and so, I mean, I understand uh, how people, whether, whether, whatever excuse they're making, whatever excuse is getting in your way right now, I always, I definitely have been through it before. I understand. But uh, in my book, I have a chapter is dedicated. The whole book is really dedicated. The first book is about how to overcome your excuses, how to win the fight against your excuses. And so basically what I do is I have all the different excuses and a solutions for each one. And so there's one of them I have a knock out your obstacles before they become excuses. That's one of the chapters of my first book, but it's basically a top 10 list letterman style of all my favorite excuses I've heard from clients over the years. And so you know the our favorite ones that I'm too busy, I'm too tired, I'm too bored, uh, whatever it is. And so I have solutions for each one and then I have another chapter later that I call um, being a donut slayer. And uh, that is uh, the help people overcome the excuses that are basically curveballs. So we, there's no way to see them. So we, we all have excuses that are our pattern, that are history. And so we know they're coming we, because we've been through it before. So we know those excuses, those obstacles are going to come up. But then the donuts, what I call them are basically the curveballs we don't see coming. And so they're, they're like... Um, for instance, a bad weather donut. And so we, we plan on running, doing our morning run in the morning before we go to work. And we open the door and it's pouring outside. And so there, or uh, we plan on doing our workout after work uh, or over our lunch break. And we get a call from the school and our kid is sick. We need to go pick him up and take him home for the day. And we're working from home now. And so there's something, a curveball that's thrown your way and it just wrecked your plans and you've had to kind of adapt. Uh, and so there's, there's different solutions for every. For, I have different solutions for every excuses that have come up, but 
when it comes down to it, I mean, I've told people, I, I mean, I can, I can keep giving you a solution for your excuses over and over again, but in the end, you're going to eventually have to have, have to find your, your why, your reason for doing it and make yourself do it. I mean, some part of it is just getting in, getting in the habit is the hardest thing because it's, it's doing something you maybe don't want to do always. Um, and so get, getting started sometimes is just something you have to, you have to work through. Um, but, uh, but I have, I have uh, many excuses. I, I can help people with many different excuses, whether their excuse be, I'm too busy, I'm too bored, I'm too... have, a, have a solutions for all of those. But in the end, it definitely, you have to find your reason why your motivation to do it. Other than just, I, w- I want to get in better shape. You need to dig a little deeper. And why do you want to get in better shape? Why this is important to you? And that's going to be your, that's gonna be your reason that gets you out the door and get to the gym or to your home studio. Yeah, I think... I think that's a great because well, it is great. I mean, because the why is always the big. The why is always important, and you have to keep that mm-hmm. why. I keep my why posted on my mirror in the bathroom. I kind of like Bible verses on there that I like or stuff positive stuff in the morning. So when I look in the mirror and get ready for the day, I can read all that. And the why I always put my uh, my why up on the mirror so I know. And I yeah. think. That's good. And I think with people just getting started, once you get to your why, and once you get to that point where it's also like the gym is also like a community too. So I, for people like myself who work out of the house, and a lot of people are working out of the house now, but that's my social time as well. Not, not saying that I mm-hmm. spend all the time socializing, but it's nice to see people and talk to people. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm I'm an introvert, but I've definitely realized through COVID that uh that I I I need to be around people from time to yeah. time, <laughs> at least a little bit. Now, did you during COVID did you guys have some classes still, or did you do a lot of virtual stuff? Uh, yeah, we. My, I was really proud of our uh, community. We had, um, I mean, we had to close the gym at a certain point. Um, we were able to stay open for a long time. Being in a personal training studio and not a gym, we can social distance and and follow guidelines. So eventually, we did have a home stay, and so we were we were closed down for about sixty days here in Kansas City um, at Priority Fitness. And so, but uh, we did. I did all of my personal training uh, virtual with people. So most, my I would say ninety percent of people never really missed a beat. And we and we basically just. Our Saturday morning class went virtual, and it, it just ended up being a bigger group because people that couldn't come before could now come because we had an online uh, way for them to join us. And so it uh, it kind of ended up being you know there's always you can either find an excuse or you can find a way. And so that that's one thing that uh, it's a big excuse that I've had before for online training is that uh, maybe they didn't have the exact equipment that I wanted them to use for the workout. But uh, you have something close enough, and so you have, and so I've always showed that you can't. Don't use that excuse. That I don't have something. I don't have the exact equipment that you use because you have something close enough, and you have the only tool you need to solve the problem, and which is your own brain. It's just to think of how you can come up with something similar. So maybe you don't have a bench, but you have the floor. Maybe you don't have dumbbells, but you have something you could use for dumbbells. You have, you know. Uh, um, jars of coins, or you have paint cans, or maybe you don't have a, a heavy dumbbell, but you have laundry detergent, or a bag of dog food, or something like that. And so we kind of had to make do uh, with what we had around, but it, it really kind of at times made it a fun workout. Now, let's go with people who don't have access to a gym or aren't going to a gym. What are some of the things you do for at home workouts when you don't have? kettlebells or you know i like i like pushing a sled and flipping tires and ham, like sledgehammering mm-hmm. like i like all that stuff but for some people that don't have access to all that i mean and at home workouts if you want to get it done at home i mean body weights you can do a lot with your own body yeah yeah we uh basically all my clients um, some some of them checked out equipment from me, but not all of them had the chance to. And so basically all of them took pictures of all the equipment they had at home. And then uh, maybe they didn't have maybe they didn't have a, a a bench, but they had a ball, or maybe they didn't have dumbbells, but they had bands, or I mean, we always made do. And so they had a couch or a chair that we could use. They had stairs somewhere at their house, or they had 
um, you know, there, there's always stuff that we could use, uh, and it just takes using your brain and, um, thinking how you could, how you could come up with something that looks the same. And, but, uh, uh, at the same time, making sure you're safe. And so I always thought we had to use, if you're going to use something like if you're going to use a, a, a stool or a step in, instead of a uh, plyometric box or something, then you want to make sure it's going to stay put. You want to test it out, make sure it's not going to slide on you. So it, it's always uh, the PE teacher in me from the past is always thinking, how could this go wrong? And so I'm always making sure something's safe. So whatever you're going to use, make sure it's going to be stable. It's not going to slide on you. Uh, so you always want to Test something out for safety first, but you can use you can be creative and find many ways to do the same stuff you do with the gym with your body weight or with with obstacles with the, with the shapes and things you have at home. Going back to the excuses real quick, what was some of your what is some of your top five favorites that you ha- came up with in this list you created? Is there any ones that uh, stick out to you well, that's really abnormally funny? Oh uh, yeah, there was quite a few of them that were funny. There was uh, some that uh, uh, well, I've, I don't know how to work out, or I've never done that before. And you know, I just think, well, there's there's plenty of things you do all every day now that you at one time didn't know how to do. Uh, you didn't know how to drive at one time. You didn't know how to do the job you do now. Or I, a, a famous, a popular one for uh, was also the I don't want to mess up my my hair and makeup. <laughs> or I wanted it. so uh, that's. That's you're just really right. reaching and trying to find excuses. I think some of the most powerful ones that I've learned over time is the, the. I mean, I think the I'm too busy, I'm too bored, and um, I'm too tired. Those are probably the top three. But uh, I think a lot of times the the I'm too busy one this is one I, I I like to use a lot because I think it's a really important one that most that everyone faces. Everyone faces I'm too busy excuse. That's a big struggle for people. Uh, but I think a lot of times when people say I'm too busy, I don't have time. What they're really saying is I'm I don't have time to work out like I used to. And so it's like as time has changed, as, as we go through life and as we get less, we have more responsibilities. So maybe we get promoted at work or we get married, we become parents, we become, or whatever it is, we go through seasons of having different time or less time. And we, but we set the bar in our mind of when we were in the best shape of our life and the workout schedule we had then. And uh, maybe that doesn't make any sense for us to be able to follow that now. And if we try to force it, then the other, uh, the other priorities in our life are going to suffer. And so, like our family, we don't have as much time for our family. We don't have as much time for our jobs, things like that. We take it away from that. And so, a lot of times, when you say "I don't have time," you're saying you don't have time to work out like you used to. But that's okay. You need to ask yourself, you know, what makes the most sense for me to work out now? And so, it may not work. You may not have time to work out two hours a day, five days a week anymore, like you did when you were in your twenties, because you're busier. But it may make perfect sense for you to do three or four days of thirty to forty-five minutes. And so, it's just. What fits in your life right now? It's a thing I used to. I like to say to people a lot of my clients: if if does what you're doing for fitness fit in your life? Because if it doesn't fit, then it won't be there very long. And so coming up with, but I think that's a lot of our biggest excuse that we make that I'm that I'm too busy. I mean, we always feel busy. We can lots of obstacles we can use for that. But I think most of the time, what it means is I'm too busy to work out like I used to, and we're being stubborn and we're not moving the bar from when we were in our 20s, so what makes sense for us right now? As a personal trainer, with somebody just starting out, how many days a week and, and how long do you usually recommend they, they, or they start with? Yeah, and I would say that's different for everybody. Um, it's like a... It depends on how active you were before you start. So if you if you're doing... If you're coming from doing nothing and you have a desk job where you sit down for eight hours a day and you don't move, then I think then uh, you know your workout's not going to look the same as someone who who's uh, you know plays intramural basketball or pickup games three days a week and you just hadn't lifted weights before, but you're still in good shape. You still are a very active person, and so I mean, or or uh, my dad who, who's trained with me quite a bit off and on online, um, you know, he's in his early seventies, so his goal is more about just. Uh, being able to move freely without pain. And so and, and it's not about... And so everybody's workout is going to look about different. And I think the main thing to keep in mind is this is about progressing. And so you're always trying to just improve. I mean, every exercise can get a million times easier, get a million times harder. And so everyone's going to have their own starting point, but it's just about just progressing 
as you go. And so just keep making it a little bit harder, but not necessarily won't actually be harder for you because you're going to be progressing. Now, we talked about excuses and obstacles kind of go with excuses. In In the book that I read, you had a fitness test. Mentioned the fitness mm-hmm. test. What exactly is a fitness test? Uh, the fitness test that is in uh, my workbook, and so I have a six-week workbook. That's my second book. Uh, that is basically it's uh, it's not like a six-week challenge like a lot of, of things that are out there. It's a, it's this within six weeks. The goal is to help you figure out how fitness best fits in your life, and so every week there's a different. There's a every week. There's a part about mindset, nutrition, and training, and it's just kind of help you figure out how fitness best fits in your life. And so it's a good program for someone wanting to get started. Uh, but at the beginning of that book, I start with just getting people's mind right. And so the biggest excuse, like I said, is the "I'm too busy" excuse. And so the the fit list, I'll just go through it with you really quick right now. Uh, and it's just something to help people help change your mindset from "I'm going to have to get to fitness later" to "I can do it right now." And the first thing is just when every time you've heard me say, make fitness a priority, or when you read my book, when you've heard the phrase, make fitness a priority, the people that stand out to you, the people that come to mind when you think of that phrase. So the people that, and you're, I like to call them my make fitness a priority heroes, the people that always make fitness a priority in their life and put themselves first, no matter what, they always manage to do it. So you come up with two or three people and the, that's, the, that's the first step. The second step, is to next to each one of those people write down all the obstacles that they have to overcome in order to make fitness a priority. And so with all the obstacles that they could face, it could be that they have a really busy job, they or they have to travel a lot for work, or maybe they have kids at home, they're, they're, they have multiple kids and their kids have activities going on on different nights of the week. And so they're, they're strung out from that. Or maybe they don't have a gym at home, maybe they're a single parent. There's so many obstacles that they could be facing. So of all the obstacles that they face, just write that next to that person who in your mind is a fitness, make fitness a priority hero and always overcomes all their obstacles to make fitness a priority. So the first step is name those people. Second step is what obstacles do they have to overcome? The third step is to think of yourself. And so what obstacles do you have to overcome or what obstacles get in your way and stop you for making fitness a priority in your life. So what obstacles do you face? Are you too busy? Are you too tired? Are you, do you have an injury or disability? Or all the ones I said earlier, and there's, there's so many more. There's so many obstacles that, that uh, we have. And so and there's so many I'm not thinking of and uh, I'm probably not saying. And so, but whatever obstacles that get in your way all the time when you're trying to make fitness a priority or get into a fitness routine, what obstacles are in your way or do you have to overcome? And now the fourth step, is to compare the two lists. So compare the list of obstacles that get in your way and trip you up when you're trying to make fitness a priority and the obstacles that your fitness heroes always overcome. And which list is bigger? Do they, are they the same? Is one bigger than the other? And so the, the result always of this test is for one is norm, normally your fitness heroes end up, you end up doing this test and find out that your fitness heroes have more obstacles than you do that they overcome continuously. And uh, but the the second part to take away so a lot of times when people go through this they they come back with the well if they can do it I can do it kind of mindset but the the real takeaway is that no matter who you are no, I mean no one has it easy no one, it's not easy for people to make fitness a priority in their life everyone has the things their own, their own things they have to overcome and as you go through life you're always going to have things in your way that you have to overcome but you're but you'll You'll, you're, they'll just change. As life changes, those obstacles will change. They're just always going to be there. But it doesn't mean that you can't overcome them and make fitness a priority. And when you take a step back and look, your fitness heroes that, what, that have to overcome all the obstacles that, that make fitness a priority in their life, and they always do, they're probably the happiest people you know and they have the most energy you know. And the reason that they're always able to overcome any obstacle that's in their way and still make fitness an important part of their life is because they've made it very important to themselves just like they do with their family and their career and their faith. And so as long as you understand why it's important, that's the key. Then you can overcome any obstacle on a regular basis. Any, anything that comes up, you can always overcome it. If you just make it as important to yourself as you do your family, your career, your faith, all the other priorities you have in life. And when you do that, all your, all your life is going to get better. You're 100% correct on that. 
because it, it does have an effect. And uh, one, that's one, one thing I really enjoyed about reading this is, is that you put attitude of gratitude in here. And I'm a firm believer that, that God, when he created man and created our bodies, he did, he did it with incredible insight as to, and, and made our bodies that, given the right environment, will heal itself. So if you're sick or have a disease, part of moving your body in exercise is part of healing your body and getting... Once you start doing that on a regular basis, you'll feel better. I mean, he even put in these hormones in our body called endorphins that, and to your point about being happy, the people that work out the most are usually the happiest because mm-hmm. it releases those endorphins. They're the happy hormone, you know, and it's, it, it goes hand in hand with stress. I mean, it's, endorphins are released, are released in the pituitary glands to combat stress. Mm-hmm. So when you work out, not only does it make you happy, it helps with the stress. But you have an acronym in here that I want you to talk about. It's called BEDWAS. Uh-huh. Yeah, BEDWAS was actually something that I learned from another trainer, uh, Greg Justice, that's here in uh, Kansas City. Um, he's uh, uh, been a mentor of mine at times, but he, he's uh, one of the early personal trainer leaders in our industry. But I learned this from him. and and took this from him a long time ago. But bedwaz means begin every day with a smile. And so it's just talking, like you said, about positive energy and the attitude of gratitude, the power that just positive thinking can have. And so, but if, you, if, you're, if we wake up and the first thing we do is we start looking at our list for the day or the things we got to do and, and, we, and the big day we have ahead of ourselves, then we're already setting, our, we're setting ourselves up to fail that day. We're, set, we're, we're making our lives harder. But if the first thing we do is we, is we get up and we think about the things we're grateful for this day or and the, thing, the things we need to be happy about, then we're, we're, it's like we're getting, we're getting out of bed on the, on the right side of the bed. And we're just getting that, starting a day with the smile, it just reinforces that. Um, and so I, I'm sure you've probably done some uh, gratitude practices of some kind in the past. And so I just recently, uh, a friend of mine, um, Vic, from uh, my Toastmasters group recently, I did a speech about it. Called it a COVID hacks, or as a way of a uh, lifestyle uh, hacks dealing with stress during COVID times of COVID. But it was a gratitude practice. But he did he took it one step further, and I had a simple thing that I hadn't heard before. But it just instead of just starting your day with like making lists of things you're grateful for, that finishing the sentence is like I'm grateful for this, but then but then going because. And finishing the sentence, and so like I'm grateful for Priority Fitness because it is a place for me to come and work out, or or, in, or whatever it is that you're grateful for. Because finish the sentence, and it's almost like digging deeper on your why, or digging deeper on your why, or get that why fuel for your workout. But it's digging a little bit deeper on why you're so grateful. But it's just it's a really powerful. But uh, if anyone has done a gratitude practice before, I'm doing I'm started doing it again recently. But that's a uh, Beginning your day with a smile uh, is a good habit to get into. Just but uh, extend, make it a little bit further, and think about uh, what you're grateful for that day, and digging deeper. Because I'm grateful for this. Because and just make a list of three to five things every morning, and, and you'll be surprised of how uh, how different your uh, your mindset, your energy, your mood, everything will be. Absolutely, and it really makes a difference because. I have a little journal that I have every that, and every day. Basically, this it's not a journal; it's a, a day planner. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, it's called Self Best Self. It's by created by Best Self. It's called Self Journal. It's a it's a a day planner, but in the day planner, it has every morning. This morning, I'm grateful for, and then mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it has this morning. I'm this. Tonight, I am grateful for. So there's three slots to fill out. And I think, to your point, if you start your day with that, instead of sitting and looking at your to-do list for the day, mm-hmm. it's a much better start. Yeah. I think uh, another, another variation of that, too, or an add-on to that is also 
unpack your bags per se before you go to bed. Right. And so a lot of people kind of have the same kind of trouble where they can't shut their brain off to go to bed because they're thinking about the stuff that didn't get done on the list. Right. And so I, and I like to kind of shut my brain off to go to bed to kind of put work away, put life away and get, get some good rest and recovery. And to think, I, I'll make a list of an accomplished list. And so things I got done today. And so instead of focusing on what you didn't get done today, focusing... So it's a stick, sticking with the positive uh, mindset. And so starting your day with uh, what you're grateful for and then ending your day with what I got accomplished today. And instead of, instead of focusing on all the things you still have to do or the things that could be causing you stress and anxiety, um, having a better mindset. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there because that's one of my biggest... And I honestly, if, I was to, if somebody asked me what some of my problems were that, about sleeping, it's because I don't clo- close the book for the day. Yeah. On yeah. the nights that I get a good night's sleep, I sit at my desk before I shut this down and I I look through what I did and what I and I write what I've got to do tomorrow ahead of day ahead of time. Mm-hmm. But to your point, I I look I, cl- I have to close that book because the nights I go to bed without closing the book, I'll sit there and spin. My head my brain yeah. will spin. Mm-hmm. Is that true for you too? Yeah, it is. It's always it's always been. That's one thing that's definitely helps me uh and Helps me just uh, leave work at work, and because I'll I'll, uh, I'll take it home with me, especially when I'm busy and I got big projects I'm working on. And I'm someone that I always I'm always working on something, and sometimes too many things at once. And so, but being able to find a way to leave that at home or leave that at work and not take it home with me right. and take it to bed with me uh, is a much healthier habit to get into. But being able to, but I think that's one thing that's helped me just focus on what I got done that day and things I'm great, things I'm grateful for when I wake up and the things I am, I am grateful I got done or the accomplished list rather than, uh, things I still have to do tomorrow or, you know, how do you uh, start your morning? Um, well, another habit I have, (laughs) the first thing I do when I wake up is I grab the big glass of water that's sitting on my nightstand. (laughs) So that's kind of a, a habit. I started years ago when I just as a trainer, just uh, starting your day with a big glass of water right. so as a habit, just a good habit, just like making the bed, you know. Um, right. But uh, yeah, but uh, so I'll start my day with uh, with the big glass of water, and then um, start my day. Started back up, starting my day with uh, my my five things I'm grateful for. Okay. So five my gratitude list, five things I'm grateful for because grateful for this because I just get in my mind. And so I don't really even get started on my list. Until about thirty minutes after I get to work, and so I don't I don't start my list that day, and so I just. Um, but I, I think I'm finding I'm going to be more productive this right. way. <laughs> right, you are. I mean, your day start, you know, begin each day with a smile is is a great is is a great way to start the day instead of, you know, because it, life is short. Mm-hmm. You know, life is short. It's 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 just it's it is what it is. So you got to start your day right. Otherwise, you're going to, there's, there's nothing to look forward to. Yeah. What are some of the red flags to look out for when, you're, when people are starting a new workout program? I know one of mine in the past was I get bored with the same type of workout after a while. Mm-hmm. I have to switch it up. Yeah. Um, the red flags I came up with, that was basically when I was trying to just, uh, so when I wrote my workbook, it was all about helping people get long-term success. And so many people, they'll do a 30-day program or a 12-week program or something, and they get great results during it, but eventually at some point, they lose them. And, uh, and so so many programs out there, you get results, and then you end up on a roller coaster of getting in great shape and then losing those results or losing, losing weight and then putting it back on again. Like we, so many of us end up on this roller coaster a couple of times during the year. And so my workbook was, was created to help people get past that and make it a long, more of a long-term thing. And so the two red flags I came up with, these are red flags that I think most that are lead you to just temporary success. And so if you're looking for a new fitness program, feel like it's my job to help kind of steer people away from that instant gratification that they're craving and steer them towards something that can make them can, can actually give them long-term success and those results will stick with them. And so the the two things, the first one would be that the program begins with the end in mind. And so a lot of those programs, the 30-day program, the 12-week program, six weeks, however long the challenge is or whatever you're doing, if you're on day one, you know when the last day is. And so on day one, you know when the last day is, 
that, that a lot of times leads you to only temporary success. And so the way you overcome that red flag is at some point before, before the program's over, you have to know what's next. You have to know what you're doing next. And so otherwise, if you don't take the time to think about that, then the only thing you, that you know is going to... The only thing you're going to be doing next is nothing. And so several times I've uh, gone through this pattern myself where I've, been, I've made myself or I've got, or jumped into a 12-week program or a 20-week program. And I've worked really hard and gotten great results during it, but I've never taken the time to think about what I'm going to do when this program's over. And so the only, and the only thing I've thought of is like, well, I deserve a break. And so I'm looking forward to this break I'm going to get when this program's over. And, uh, and there's like, no one should have to, you don't have to work as hard as you do during that program. So if you do one of these programs and you get great results, that's awesome, but you don't have to work that hard. You have to know what's coming next. So think of even the best athletes on the present, on the planet, uh, professional athletes, um, they don't work as hard. They, they don't work as hard as they can year round. They have seasons, they have preseason, in season, off season training, but the reason they always stay in great shape is because when one season's about the end, when one program's about the end, they already know and already have, already have a plan of what they're doing next. And you have to treat your own workout program the same way. So if you're doing a six-week program or 12-week program and you're, getting in great, and you're getting great results, that's great. But you don't want them to go away. Then you need to know before it's over, you need to know what you're going to do next. What's your workout program going to look like when this is over? Because if you don't take the time to do that, then you're going to end up doing nothing. And then you're going to lose all those results. And so that's the first red flag is if, the beginning, if, if you're beginning with the end in mind, if you know when the last day is and you don't have a plan. Uh, the other red flag is that this, the program is the same for everybody. And so that's, that's one thing. What, no matter what fitness level you have or what your age is, what your schedule is like, what your fitness activity level is at, if it's the same program for everybody and the, and the plan is just to get you the most results possible in that time frame. I've learned definitely as a personal trainer that everybody's different. Fitness is not one size fits all. And so you, it has to be something, whatever you do, if you want it to be successful, it needs to be customized to you. So it needs to fit your schedule. It needs to fit your fitness level. It needs to fit what you like to do. Is that if it doesn't, then um, it won't fit in your life and you won't be doing it very long. Right, right. Good, good. All good points. Let's talk about the books, you have three books, correct? Yes. The first yes. one is? First one is Make Fitness a Priority, How to Win to Fight Against Your Excuses. And so that's the one I talked to you about that has the, the, the excuse list on there. And that was the one I did the poll for. So that one's basically to help, you, to help you realize that you can make fitness a priority in your life, just like you do your family, your career, your faith. You don't have to keep putting fitness off till later. You can do it now. And the second one is the six-week workbook, just six weeks to help you get out of your own way. And so that is in the six weeks, you, every week you cover mindset, nutrition, training. But in the six weeks, the plan is just to help you figure out how fitness fits in the life you're living now. So it can be, it's, it's designed to be basically the first six weeks of fitness being a priority in your life. And so that's a six-week program. And the one that I just published that, that you just read was the Make Fitness a Priority, 30 Tips to Elevate Your Life. And so that program is set up. That book is set up to where you can... I mean, you can read the whole thing at once. Uh, but the, the best way to go through it is just to read one tip a day, one tip a week. So you're incorporating one tip at a time. And so it's, it's the, with the idea that if you try to change too much at once, you end up changing nothing. So he's trying to just incorporate one tip at a time and uh, add it into your life. Right. And so those three books uh, are, are the books I've had. Uh, and uh, we definitely definitely have more coming, but the Make Fitness a Priority theme is uh, long-term success. And that's definitely what, uh, what we're all about. That's awesome. Great. For, good for you, Jared. Good for you, man. This is good stuff. And question for you, though, is... Do you have any key? Do you have any takeaways you want to leave with the listeners today? Uh, yeah, I think my biggest takeaway that I like to share with the audience when I'm done speaking is that the very important one that when you fail, that doesn't end your fitness journey, and so and that failing is actually part of making fitness a priority. And so, what I always refer as my point when I'm making this point, I always refer to New Year's resolutions. New Year's resolutions, you know, all, all fitness professionals and all, all coaches of any kind, we love goal setting. 
But New Year's resolutions, many people hate and don't do anymore just because the negativity that comes with it. It's like there's, there's so much negativity that comes with New Year's resolutions. And there's all these stats that are out now, like within the first six weeks of the year, and now that we've just passed the first six weeks of the year. So now 90% of people already failed on the New Year's resolutions. And every time I hear that, I just get so upset because I'm like, so what? If you, <laughs> if you haven't failed yet, you're going to. It's inevitable. And so I mean, why does it mean that's the end? Right. That's the attitude that people have. Like, I just <laughs> failed on my New Year's resolutions. Well, maybe next year I'll do better. And it's just over. It's like, but, but you're going to fail. You're going to fail from time to time. You're going to miss a workout. You're going to eat something you didn't intend on and try to beat yourself up for it. There's going to be fails all the time. And, it's not a, and failing does not end your story. Failing does not end your journey. What defines you is how you respond every time you fail, how you're going to respond. And so it's really one thing my dad always loved to say that me and my sister always grew up learning is that whenever we'd make a mistake, he'd always say, it's what you do next that counts. And so that's something I like to repeat with my clients. You're going to make mistakes from time to time. You're not going to get an A plus on your fitness routine every week, but it's what you do next that counts. How are you going to get back on track? If you've gotten off track, how are you going to get back on track? And so that's one thing I like, I like to, to tell people. It's like... Uh, Make if you've learned something from today, uh, makefitnessapriority.com. Make fitness a priority kind of everywhere is where you can find me. Makefitnessapriority.com and I have make fitness priority on Facebook and Instagram. But I people always ask me, like hosts, when I come on a show, they'll ask where can people get started? Beatyourexcuses.com. If you go to beatyourexcuses.com, you can get a copy of my first, my best selling book. You can Get on there and you can get a co- your own PDF copy of my best-selling book. And that is kind of the fitness guide as an easy way for people to get started. What's Beat it your, called? Beat? Beatyourexcuses.com. All right. I'll put that in the show notes. Where can people find you? Uh, makefitnessapriority.com. Okay. So is my website. But uh, Make Fitness a Priority is really where you can find me on all social media also. Face- Facebook and Instagram. Okay. All right. I'll put that in the show notes for the listeners. and. When's the wedding? <laughs> uh, probably uh, about it ne- this time next year. Um, we want to do a destination wedding, and so because of COVID right now, we're kind of. <laughs> we uh, I mean, I definitely we definitely didn't picture doing it with everyone in the crowd wearing face masks, and so no. we'll, we'll try to we'll try to, to hold off until that won't be the case for us. But wow, but, yeah, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, nobody expected that ever. No, yeah, it's definitely uh, still getting used to it every time I go somewhere and see the sign that you have to wear a mask to go inside somewhere. And so it's, um, yeah. but, you know, make the best of everything. Some good comes out of everything. Always yeah. keep fine. <laughs> Hopefully it's not a vaccine. <laughs> right, yeah. All right, this is a question I ask every guest I've had, and it pertains nothing to what we talked about today. <laughs> if Chad Austin had an hour... 45 minutes to, to an hour to kill. What album or artist would you put on to listen to? Oh, man, that is a tough one because uh, I love music. I'm a, I grew up with all kinds of different influence of music. My, my, my fiance would have no, time, no problem answering this because she's more of a music snob, I would say. And she okay. definitely has her favorite artists. Uh, so, but I, so maybe I will just think of her and deflect to that. So if I... If I had 45 minutes to an hour to kill and I can only listen to one artist and I'd want her to be with me, then I would probably uh, show some love here to Nico Case. Either Nico Case as uh, her favorite artist. And so that's uh, if you want someone that maybe is a hidden gem, not heard of, that's a good person to look up. Uh, but also uh, Drew Holcomb. He's a singer that we both love. And that was actually our first concert together was Drew Holcomb. So, Drew Holcomb. I'm going to write that down. I'm going to... Yeah. I've heard, I've listened to Nico Case. I like Nico Case a lot. Mm-hmm. Drew Holcomb. Yeah, he's a, he's our, fa- he's probably our favorite is Drew Holcomb. We've gotten, seen him a few times over the years. All right, I'll look those up. <laughs> Thank you so much for what joining you, me what, today. I what appreciate- would your answer, uh, <laughs> what would your answer be to that? Your favorite My artist? Answer, usually varies on the time of day. I usually, uh, put Christian music on first thing in the morning. Usually, I've been getting into Lauren Daigle a lot. I love her voice. It's it reminds me of uh, Adele, but with a mm-hmm. Christian bend. In the afternoon, some jazz, nothing particular. Uh, when I'm paddleboarding, I usually throw on 
Dave Matthews on the on my little portable speaker for the paddleboard days. Maybe some Jimmy Buffett, depending on the day. <laughs> my favorite artist of all time is Dave is Van Morrison. I mean, oh yeah, can't yeah. go wrong there. Yeah, <laughs> can't you can't go wrong with Van. No, I'm becoming really Chris. This Chris Stapleton's really becoming. Uh, yeah, kind he's of like, got a unusual. I mean, um, no one sounds like him. No. Right? <laughs> I was sitting. I at first I was like, ah, oh, he's all right. But the more I listen, the more I listen. I'm just get. I'm kind of getting addicted to Chris Stapleton. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, I don't know what your concert scenes or your, well, the concert scenes kind of shut down uh, everywhere. But I love live music, and mm. uh, you know, I it's just it's. I feel bad for the the artists that are out there. I mean, because even the local artists that play bars and in, in the in little local venues have no place to play, you know. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of businesses are getting shut down right now. But those people never—I mean, their businesses, their voice, and their craft. Yeah, you know. And yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully everything recovers before yeah. long. But yeah, that, that's a that's a sad. Sad situation for sure. Yeah, I know. I, one of some of the local, there's a couple. There's a brewery down the street from me, about two miles, that started this parking lot concerts, mm-hmm. and and that's been pretty cool because they it's social distancing, and the artists can play, and the staff, the waitresses and waiters are making money. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. God bless you. I appreciate you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for joining in today with the Rebel Health Coach, Tom Underwood. And be sure to subscribe to the show so you can catch all the episodes. With desire and commitment, you can implement a lifestyle of wellness and fitness. For the support, encouragement, and tools you need to be successful, visit TomUnderwood.net.